Egypt's privatization plans, Kenya's interest rate hike, and Zambia's decelerating inflation rate. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Economists predict that frontier markets will continue to be volatile in the near term. Egypt, even before the pandemic, was already working on stabilization efforts. Some of these efforts have taken on the form of further depreciation of the Egyptian pound and most recently, government's privatization plan. Maya Senussi, senior Middle East and North Africa economist with Oxford Economics, expounds on Egypt's plans. Um, so Egypt has been uh, chiefly among uh, economies feeling the negative spillovers from global developments uh, coming on the heels of uh, the pressures stemming from the pandemic. Uh, this has manifested uh, through two main channels. Number one, uh, Egypt is a major importer of essential commodities, including wheat. So now um, it faces a much higher import bill due to the surge in commodity prices in the context of disrupted trade and uh, the devaluation of the currency back in March. Uh, number two, uh, Egypt has had to deal with uh, with capital flight as uh, global sentiment towards more risky um, assets shifted. Uh, the upward drift uh, in prices has had a cascade effect on inflation, which has weighed on the carry trade. Um, so Egypt's real interest rates, uh, which were once um, not so long ago amongst the most favorable in the world, um, uh, are no longer so. So in, in all, um, there's been about $20 billion in outflows uh, this year. Now, uh, the good news uh, is that uh, Egypt's response to date has uh, been sufficient to counter these um, external pressures near term. Um, and as we can see, the level of uh, uh, foreign reserves um, has uh, stabilized uh, in April after a decline um, in March. Um, as uh, you will see, um, crucial to this uh, has been uh, financial support uh, from Gulf countries, uh, which pledged uh, $22 billion, which uh, included a $5 billion um, deposit from uh, Saudi Arabia. Egypt uh, also began negotiating another loan uh, with the IMF, um, which uh, the authorities um, believe should come through in the next a few months. In parallel, the central bank uh, devalued the currency and raised rates to, you know, bring fresh funds into local debt market. Um, another important tool the authorities have used to cool local demand for uh, for dollars was to um, raise interest rates on uh, certificates of deposits. Uh, issued to residents to 18%. Uh, the bad news is that these uh, measures um, only work to a point. Um, our calculations uh, show that uh, Egypt's ability to find its um, current account deficit um, and other repayments uh, remains very reliant on the continued inflow um, of capital, not just uh, foreign investment, uh, but uh, in particular other flows, including portfolio capital and further financing uh, from uh, the IMF um, and uh, partner uh, countries. Even with uh, a further 200 uh, basis point rate hike, uh, which we pencil into our baseline uh, this year, it will take um, until next year for uh, real interest rates to revert back to previously um, high levels. Uh, this will likely limit foreign appetite for local debt instruments um, near term. What does the privatization efforts of the Egyptian government mean for Egypt in the context of the current global economy? Uh, let's start with uh, the state uh, 
privatization plans, uh, which we believe are important. So the government has uh, dusted uh, off uh, plans to privatize some of the state assets, including uh, military-owned companies, um, and it also intends to fully withdraw from from a number of I- industries. Um, the aim here is to uh, raise about $40 billion over the next uh, four years. Uh, these plans have been many years in the making, and so uh, we are cautious uh, that they fully materialize over the proposed timeline. Uh, but uh, it is uh, certainly a positive uh, development from the financing standpoint. And lastly, um, as uh, I show here, uh, the, um, the authorities also seem to be inching closer to unlocking further IMF support. Um, even if the loan itself um, ends up uh, being fairly small, uh, the, the new program will re-anchor reform and uh, likely restore confidence. Uh, we think one of the areas that the IMF will uh, prioritize is uh, currency flexibility. If we look at, uh, Egyptian, uh, at the Egyptian pound, uh, it is now near levels aligned with fundamentals, uh, which means that uh, the recent devaluation was probably enough for now. Uh, but with inflation um, rising and, and global uh, funding conditions tightening, uh, we're probably looking for more uh, pound weakness uh, in the coming months. Um, and this, um, in our view, may prove a barrier to a return to Egyptian portfolio assets um, in the near term. That was Maya Senusi, senior Middle East and North Africa economist with Oxford Economics. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast, the Central Bank of Kenya has raised its benchmark interest rate to 7.5% at its May 2022 meeting, surprising markets that expected it to remain steady at 7%. It marks the first rate hike since July of 2015 in order to further anchor inflation expectations amid strong price pressures due to an increase in commodity prices exacerbated by the conflict in Ukraine. The annual inflation rate in Kenya accelerated to a seven-month high of 6.47% in April of 2022 from 5.56% in the previous month, reflecting higher prices of basic food and fuels, but still within the bank's 25 to 7.5% target band. Meanwhile, policymakers noted that the Kenyan economy rebounded strongly in 2021 following the easing of COVID-19 restrictions with real GDP growing by 7.5% from a contraction of 0.3% in 2020. The economy is expected to remain resilient in 2022, with continued strong performance of services and manufacturing sectors despite the downside risks to global growth. Zambia's annual inflation rate decelerated for the 10th straight month to 10.2% in May of 2022 from 11.5% in the previous month. It's the lowest reading since August of 2019, in part due to a stronger quarter. Prices further slowed for both food items and non-food products, including fuels and lubricants, clothing and footwear. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.8% following a 0.7% increase in the previous month. The Mozambican economy advanced by 4.14% year-on-year in the first quarter of 2022, following an upwardly revised 3.5% rise in the previous three-month period. It's the fifth consecutive quarter of expansion and at the fastest pace since the second quarter of 2018, helped by the easing of pandemic restrictions. Growth was seen across all economic activities, notably hotels and restaurants, mining, transport, storage, and communications. Other significant positive contributions came from agriculture, manufacturing, construction, and internal trade. 
And a quick look at the markets. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index rose 2.1% to close the day at 71,958, the highest since April 29th, lifted by tech stocks, miners and banks. Market sentiment was supported by optimism around easing lockdowns and supportive economic measures in China. Last week, signs of peaking inflation in the US and clarity on the Federal Reserve's monetary policy also helped to calm investors' fears about a global slowdown. Locally, South African state utility ESCOM said it would implement stage two rotational power cuts today after breakdowns at its coal-fired power stations. Meanwhile, South Africa's government is expected to step in to further intervene in the country's petrol price after officials from the National Treasury and Department of Energy met this weekend. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at Withadong.